Welcome to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We are excited that you are here and that you have chosen to worship with us this morning. Uh, if you are a guest, we would like to welcome you in our church this morning. Uh, take a look at your bulletin that you grabbed on, on the way in the sanctuary this morning. There is a tear out that is placed in the bulletin. Uh, you are invited to tear that out. If you are a guest, there is a place where you can fill out some information. Uh, you can place that in the offering plate later in the service to give us more information about you. We would love to be able to connect with you this morning and in the coming week to give you some more information about our church. Also on that tear out in the bulletin is a place for prayer requests. Also a place to mark if you're interested in joining our care ministry and learn a little, a little more about our care ministry. If you're interested in either of those, we would invite you to fill that out as well this morning and place it in the offering plate when that time comes. We have just a few announcements this morning uh, regarding some things happening tonight and in the coming week. Tonight at 5 o'clock, there will be no spiritual growth session here at the church, but there is an exciting and important opportunity that will be taking place this evening at 5 o'clock. We will be having a family night at the Shelby Mission Camp in Shelby. Bob Lamb spoke about this last week. Uh, the bus will be here this afternoon and will leave at 4.30 if you would like to ride on the bus. Even if you did not sign up for this event tonight, we would still invite you to come. You can come to the church at 4.30 and ride the bus. There's a meal that will take place at this event. The meal costs $5. So if you sign up, we're excited to see you there tonight. Uh, if you did not sign up, you are still welcome, uh, certainly, to come this evening at 5 o'clock at the Shelf Edition Camp. This coming Wednesday, we have some special opportunities. At 10.30 on Wednesday morning, uh, Don and Janet Pittman, uh, who are some friends of the church, they will be in the curriculum room uh, to discuss some of their future plans. So all of you are invited if you would like to come and hear them speak uh, this on, at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. And then also on Wednesday evening, Matt and Michelle Norman will be here. They're CBF missionaries uh, from Barcelona, Spain, and they will be the speakers at prayer meeting this coming Wednesday night. Uh, they're friends of, of, of Keith's, and so if you would like to come and hear them speak on Wednesday night, we invite you to come to prayer meeting at 6 o'clock uh, on Wednesday. So there's some exciting opportunities there. It is a big week for our youth coming ahead. We oh, are heading to you. Camp Caswell tomorrow. Uh, we will be leaving at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, youth are invited to come at 8.30, 8.45. We'll be riding a charter bus together. There are 48 of us total that will be going between students and chaperones. And there is also a group from Union Baptist in Shelby. Ari Bottoms, who is a member here for a long time, uh, is the youth minister in Union. So there are 10 of them from their church that will be going with us. And so we are excited to, to take 48 this year to Camp Caswell. And we look forward to... The, the week ahead. You can see printed in your bulletins the names of youth and, and adult chaperones that will be going this week. And we just ask that you would uh, pray for our youth and pray for our adults as we get ready to leave uh, in the coming week. One more announcement is that next Sunday, uh, which is July 31st, will be our youth Sunday. Since this is the first day that we will be back from camp, we will be excited and, and on fire about the experience that we had. We are looking forward to leading in worship one week from today um, and sharing about, a little bit about our summer and a little bit about our experience at Camp Casual. As I said this morning, we are excited that you have chosen to worship with us this morning, and we would invite you to worship along with us as we continue.
and I'm not going to pick on you and ask you all these questions, but I may ask you, but, but we'll ask everybody together, and this will, this will be brief this morning. But we've been looking at different Old Testament characters during sermons on Sunday morning, and I would say of anybody who knows what it means to take a trip, which many of us are doing this summer, as is evident this morning, um, Moses knew how to take a trip. And Moses packed some things on his trip. He packed one very important thing on his trip that was very important. Anybody want to guess what it was? And I couldn't find the footstaff. All right, you may see this up here. Some of the choir was worried, okay? I walked in this morning carrying this big stick, and I said, guys, I've heard a few off notes, uh, you know? Uh, but uh, this, this is, we'll have to serve this morning as our staff, I guess, but it doesn't have the, the crook that the, uh, that, the, uh, that a normal staff has. It's not a can cane either. That's right. But um, what do you like, Aiden? What do you like to take on trips? When you take a trip, what do you like to do? Okay. So all your technology, you'd like to take that with you. Yeah. Well, Moses didn't have a Wii U or, or a 3DS, I don't think. Um, but uh, what are some other things you might want to take? Maybe just a paper toy or something to sleep with? Or... Yeah, yeah. Well, Moses took a staff. Moses took a staff. Uh, it was important for Moses as they were leaving Egypt. And uh, headed out into the promise, headed out on their journey to the promised land. But he did a lot of things with it, not only uh, on their way out of Egypt, but he also uh, used it to help split the Red Sea. Uh, he used it to strike a rock, to bring forth water. He used it to, he held it up in battle, and his hand got weary, and, and they, the enemy started to prevail when he would lower it. And so some uh, came and, and helped him to hold his hold his hand up so, so Israel could continue to prevail in battle. But um, I want us to think about something this morning. Aiden and all of us, uh, we, we have the summer and we've got, for many, school will play back into the equation here in a few weeks. But uh, I want us to think about something this morning. Moses used what was in his hand. He had a staff and he used it. And God used it to do great things. And I want the challenge this morning is for all of us, whether a child or adult, is to think about what we have in our hands. For children, it may be toys, it may be food that you can share with a friend, candy, sugar, candy, yeah. Um, but, you know, it could be soon, coming up, it could be school supplies. Maybe your friend doesn't have some things that are needed in class that day, and uh, you can use what you have in your hand uh, to, uh, to, to, uh, to gift it or give it to God in a sense by giving it to your friend. And so I ask each of us this morning, what are some things that we have in our hands that God can use? For some, it may simply be money. For some, it may be other resources. For some, it's even tools that you can use for God's glory to help others with maybe a mind or a hair, maybe a lawn or a field or a yard. We have all kinds of things. We have all kinds of gifts and talents that we can use with our hands. And so as Moses used the staff, I want us to think about the things that we can use that are in our hands. You have a car. Can you use that thing? Maybe you can share it.
and the skills and the things that they, that they have. We are thankful for the way that you use them. And so, Father, take the things that we have within our hands and use them for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray.
your house to give you praise. Father, you are worthy of our praise this morning. Father, we confess that we come to you as needful people. Lord, we are in need of a Savior, in need of your love and your grace and your mercy each and every day. Lord, we are dependent upon you. Lord, take now these tithes and offerings. Father, bless the gift and the giver of the gift. And Father, help us to use not only our financial resources, but all of our resources that we may have in our hand to bring you honor and glory and to share your love with others. We thank you for being here this morning with us. Bless now each word spoken, prayed, sung, and read this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
page for the, this in your tree Bible, but it is Exodus 18, beginning at verse 13 this morning. Exodus 18, beginning at verse 13. Moses and the people have just come out of the promised land, and they've had enough time to realize that they're in the desert, and they don't have any water, and they've been complaining, and so they work through this, and uh, uh, Moses has struck, struck in the rock, and they are now, Moses is now uh, before the people night and day, settling some disputes, and so if you will follow along with me as I begin reading in Exodus 18, verse 13. It came about the next day that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood about Moses from the morning until the evening. Now when Moses' father-in-law saw that all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge and all the people stand about you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I judge between a man and his neighbor, and make it known the statutes of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out, both yourself and these people who are with you, for the task is too heavy for you, and you cannot do it alone. Now listen to me, I will give you counsel, and God be with you. You be the people's representative before God, and you bring the disputes to God. To teach them the statutes and the laws and make known to them the way in which they are to walk and the work that they are to do. Furthermore, you shall select, select out of all the people able men who fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain. And you shall place these over them as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens. Let them judge the people at all times. Let it be that every major dispute that we bring, that we'll bring to you, that every minor dispute they themselves will judge. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people also will go to their place in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law, and did all that he had said. Moses chose, chose able men of Israel, and made them heads over the people, leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens. They judged the people at all times. The difficult dispute they would bring to Moses. But every minor dispute they themselves would judge. Then Moses bade his father-in-law farewell and went his way into his own land. Father, I pray that you would take the reading of your word, the reading and the preaching of your word, and use it to draw us closer to you this morning. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. As I said last week, we alluded to this morning, there's no one that knew more about what it means to take a journey than Moses. He didn't know a lot about oceans and rivers as the theme from our sermon series, but he certainly knew something about mountains and deserts. And he certainly knew something about what it means to take a journey with God, far greater than any other person, I think, in all of Scripture. He was certainly called to a magnificent and sometimes painful journey. And as a result of Moses' journey, Moses also knew what it was like to be tired, overworked, and I'll even add overpaid. He knew what it was like. We know we have some people like that. You may be, you may feel like that this morning. We may have a lot of people here that are just you're just tired. I hope some of you are rested. But truth be known, work still continues throughout the summer with uh, jobs, and so many of you with family and other demands, you're just you're tired and you're weary. Um, we have some that have been dealing with some health concerns, and it 
just a different thing calls us to be this way. But for those who have been in and out of hospitals recently, you know that sometimes doctors and nurses get tired. They work long hours, perform surgeries, and, and sometimes come up to the, to the office or to the hospital because of an emergency or whatever, you know, a special call uh, for their services. And so sometimes doctors and nurses can get things a little confused when they're tired, much like we do as well. But I don't know if you've ever heard or saw any of these on the doctor's charts, but sometimes they can kind of get things messed up when they're tired. I read some doctor's charts that say, I saw your patient today who's still under our car for physical therapy. You know, one lab. The lab test indicated abnormal blood reduction. Instead of liver. While in the ER, she was examined, x-rayed, and sent home. I read one that says, patient has two teenage children, but no other abnormalities. <laughs> I love that. Well, the same can be true for overworked church secretaries. You know, they, they're asked to do a lot from their pastors and from, and from people in the church, and there's just a lot of demands. And sometimes, just like you and I, when we're overworked, things can, we can, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe if it's with cars, cars we, we don't, maybe we miss a bolt every now and then or something like that. And we're working so hard trying to help everybody out. But these were some things that were uh, read on some church bulletins. Uh, applications are now being accepted for two-year-old nursery workers. Maybe it's a little tiring to type that. Barbara remains in the hospital and needs blood donors for more transfusions. She is also having trouble sleeping and requests tapes of pastor nonsense sermons. I read once, one time it said, don't let worry kill you all, let the church help. Remember in prayer those many who are sick of our church and community. Oh, that, that, didn't, that didn't quite come out right there. And the last one I'll read it, it choir, we'll pick on you for a second, but it, it, I don't know if it's the choir minister or the music minister or the secretary that was a little tired. It says the choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys singing to join the choir. <laughs> when retired, one letter can make a big difference, can it not? Being tired and worn out again, maybe Scott Apple is in this place this morning, I'm not sure. But uh, some are taking care of two puppies. Oh, wait, that's never, never mind, that's just me. Um, but we have a lot in our society today that are just at the edge of burnout. I mean, they are exhausted. And it's, this certainly described Moses in the passage that we've read this morning. After God used him to free the Israelites from Egypt, Moses has just led the people out of Egypt. He's just sang and danced, as we looked at a couple weeks ago with Mary and the Tamarini. Uh, he's led the people about the importance of the Sabbath. He's taught, he's, uh, brought forth water from a rock, and now he is sitting before the people, day in and day out, judging their concerns and teaching them the laws of God. Back in verse 14, it says, uh, Jethro came into town, and he asked Moses, he said, Why do you alone sit as judge, and all the people stand before you morning until evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law Jethro, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, he comes to me, and I judge between a man and his neighbor, and make known the statutes of God and his laws. And Jethro says to Moses, The thing that you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out both yourself and these people who are with you, for the task is too heavy for you, and you cannot do it alone. Moses was exhausted, and Jethro saw it, and he called him out on it. And he says, why are you alone? He says, judge. And the word judge here means to render decisions. That's how the Hebrew would be defined there when it speaks about judge. Moses was dangerously close to burning. And so 
arrives Jethro on the scene. Jethro begins to deliver Moses, not from Egypt and not from the wrath of Pharaoh, but simply from himself, as he was wearing out. Jethro's advice is just as relevant today to many of us in our daily lives and to us in our relationship with the church as it was to the people and to Moses to whom he spoke. You cannot do this alone. This applies to our own lives and also to those who serve within the church. The church pews are filled today with servants and maybe some of you who were strong and gifted and went forth and served with great vigor and, and excitement only to go so hard for so long and finally you said, I just simply can't do it anymore and you backed away. I do. Maybe step down from the place of leadership where you were. The importance of sharing the load. When I was uh, a youth minister at two churches, and then uh, at mid-sized churches, and then went into my uh, first pastor, the first pastor of Hall, which is in the northern part of Forsyth County, at least it's only for some of you that may not know where that county is, uh, I went into a different environment. And it was a smaller church. Like I said, used to, used to churches that could afford a full-time youth ministry. And so I went into my first church at First Baptist of Hall, and I realized that things were going to move forward, and great things were going to happen, and I needed to do a lot of work. Also realized I needed to do a lot of praying. So I, I set forth and did a lot of both. Prayed a lot, but also worked a lot. I saw my family a few times, a few nights a week. No, just kidding. But, but I realized that if things are going to move forward here, I've I've really got to do more. I had a good set of deacons and had some good leaders, but there were certain things in the small church that only the pastor could do. And so, after about two years, I realized that I needed to regroup, that I needed to uh, reevaluate some things and begin making our path as a church a shared responsibility. The mission of God and the mission of church and the mission of Lord Springs Baptist Church is a shared responsibility. I am grateful for the leaders that we have here at Holy Springs Baptist Church. I am hopeful that all of those within leadership will um, take the advice of Moses, take the advice of Jethro to Moses, and be reminded that ministry is a shared responsibility. I must remind myself of that. Uh, in the last several weeks, things have been busy. We've got many activities, and we've got a fall schedule that's about to pick up and, and hit the ground running with that, and it's exciting. Exciting. These things fill me with great joy and excitement. But at the same time, we must pace ourselves and we must share the load that is the ministry that God would have us to be about. We find in scripture, scripture a principle that when we work for God, we need to work with others. We see it here not only in Exodus 18. Jethro said, this thing that you are doing is not yours. Moses was trying to carry the load himself. We see in the ministry of Paul that he had a tendency. And second, excuse me, yeah, second Timothy 2, 2. He says, the things that you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. We see this in, in Jesus' ministry. He selected 12. We know in Luke and also Mark, he selected 72 at one point. How did he send them out? We talked about this morning in Wednesday. He sent them out two by two. And why did he do this? Because trying to work for God all by yourself and simply wear you out. Ecclesiastes 4.10 says, If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, 
two can defend themselves, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. In science, this idea of things working together, I believe, is called synergism. Synergism basically boils down to this idea that two can carry more than one. I came across a story this week of a horse pulling contest in Canada. A horse pulling contest in Canada. I did. The winning horse in the, in the contest pulled 9,000 pounds, and the runner-up pulled only 8,000 pounds. Together, you'd expect that they would be able to pull 17,000 pounds, but this was not so. When teamed together, they pulled 30,000 pounds, nearly twice as much. That's part of the reason Jesus created the church. He never intended for you and I to do the work that he has called us to do by ourselves. He desires that you and I work together to accomplish kingdom purposes. Christianity is not a lone, a lone, lone ranger of religion. If Jesus needed 12, who are you and I to think that we can do it all by ourselves? When Jethro sees Moses, is trying to do this job all by himself, he says to him again, this isn't good, you need help. So Moses did what Jethro was counseling him to do. Moses appointed leaders to handle some disputes, and Moses continued only handling the more difficult disputes. As I mentioned earlier, the beauty of Boiling Springs Baptist is there are lots of people that do lots of things here. We have uh, a missions committee that is very active. Now, in fact, I encourage all of you to be a part of our evening time at the Shelby Mission Camp this afternoon. If you need more details, please talk with me about that. But we have a very active missions committee, mission groups. We have GAs. We have women's missionary uh, groups. We have all kinds of different ways that people are plug into missions. We have care groups. We care for people not only within our church family and all the prayers and cards and encouragement and, and lawn service is needed. But we have uh, many ways that we care for those outside these walls as well. We have a great support group. Uh, we have food pantry. Ministry to our shut-ins and nursing homes, cup of cold water, Sunday school, small group leaders. We could go on and on about the different ministries that we have. Are you a Sunday school teacher? Are you a small group leader? Are you whatever your place of leadership is here? I would encourage you with the advice of Jethro. How are you doing in instilling leadership and bringing others to the place where you are now serving? How are you instilling a sense of leadership and ownership with others in your current ministry? If I'm not doing that as a pastor, if we're not doing that as a staff and equipping other people and training other people for the work of the ministry, then there's something that's going to be lacking in our church with that. And so I challenge each of us to find and to identify people that we can mentor, that we can come alongside, and the church will be stronger as a result of that. In the coming weeks, in the coming months and years, um, we're going to be adding a lot of new uh, assistants or helpers with the audio-visual piece of our Sunday morning worship services. Sherman Parish, for so many years, along with, some, along with a couple others, have been so faithful in leading our sound. But with the addition of new screens and new video and recording that we'll be adding here in a few weeks, uh, we're going to need some additional help with that. And so I encourage each of you. Roger Lowe did a great job of coordinating things and working with others in that right now, as well as Sherman. And so if you were interested in that, we have received many names, but if you were interested in helping with that, please. Speak with myself or with Roger or Sherman. We'd be glad to plug you into that. But there are many areas, many places that need um, uh, assistance here at Boyd Springs Baptist. A story is told of a church in Strasburg during World War II that I think paints the best picture for what we're looking at this morning and reminding us of the fact that God 
can take what is in our hands. For God can take not only what is in our hands, but our actual hands and use them for his glory. This church was destroyed. And after the bombing, the members uh, surveyed the area to see what damage was done. They were pleased that a statue of Christ was outstretched hands was still standing. Because it had been sculpted centuries before by great artists. Taking a closer look, however, the people discovered that both hands of Christ had been sheared off by a falling building. It seemed like a great tragedy at the time. Sometime later, a sculptor in the town offered to replace the broken hands as a gift to the church, but the church leaders refused. They had seen the statue long enough to realize that the damage done to Christ actually symbolized a powerful teaching from Scripture. They were called to serve God with all of their hearts. But if they didn't do their part, Christ had no hands. They said that the statue had taught them that the work of Christ had been given to them. God has not called us, me, you, to go into the line. He's called us to work together, to share the load, to equip others. What do we find in our hands, and what can we find with our hands? The, the, I love that story. Fact that the hands have been sheared off, and he's reminding the sculptor that was offering to put the hands back on the same manner. This serves as a reminder for our church that because God lives within us, we are His hands, and we desire to be His servants. And I challenge each of you this morning: Are there areas of ministry that you're plugged into? We're glad you're here each Sunday morning, but are there specific areas where you can come alongside Moses? Can you, you can come alongside God in His work and join others in sharing? The load. I'm grateful for all of you here who serve the Lord's Springs Baptist Church. And the, the more that the, the, the things that we can do together are far greater than the things that we can do by ourselves. And the reason we do the reason that we do them all is for God's glory to see people to take that next step to walk closer in the relationship with God. So I don't know where you are this morning, not only in your lives, but in your service to our Lord. But I challenge you this morning. Open up your hearts and minds uh, to pray, to evaluate your own life and relationship with the Lord in the sense of where God would you have me to serve and how would you have me to share the load and the ministry that is kingdom work and that is the ministry of Lord Springs Baptist Church. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the story of Jethro and Moses. We're thankful for the challenge. Lord, this challenge goes not only to Moses, it went not only to Moses, but it goes to us today. That, Father, we co-laborers together in the work of ministry. That, Father, you desire to do great things, not only through individuals, but, Lord, when we as individuals work together, Father, you desire to do far greater things. And so, Father, we're so grateful for the ministry that happens here. We're grateful for the people that are involved in, in the work of your ministry. And, Lord, convict our hearts, challenge us, lead us, inspire us, Lord, to do greater things. But not so we can pat ourselves on the back, but, Lord, inspire us to do greater things, that we may work together with others for the cause of Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The reason we serve, the reason we sing, pray, read, the reason we come together and have various ministries is to grow closer in our relationship with God. It's also to lead others to grow closer in their relationship with God as well. I don't know where you may be this morning, uh, but uh, let's stand and sing as, uh, and, and allow the Lord to speak to us and use our church membership. We'd love to talk to you about that this morning. Let's stand and sing.